All right, uh, so episode one of the It's Not Gonna Happen to My Friend Again on Native American Land podcast. Um, I want to welcome you guys, first of all, to, um, to my podcast. Um, I'm just doing this alone, um, kind of as a test, not only of, um, of the idea, but also of the, of the software. I'm recording this on an app called Anchor. So um, I haven't used it in a while, so I'm just trying to get something up there in terms of content, um, just get started, you know, and um, just kind of go with it. Um, so my name is Kaya Herbal, and um, right now I live in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I've been here about, I don't know, about two years um, since uh, traveling up to um, Minnesota and uh, North and South Dakota. Uh, about six years ago is when I um, started the traveling out there, but um, I spent about I don't know, about five five solid years. Kind of took like the last year off because um, I got really burned out uh, personally from just the being on the road for so long. But um, yeah, like for about five solid years, um, I was writing um, poetry, um, kind of documenting. Um, my own individual perspective on um, the events that led up to, transpired during, and followed um, the uh, what were called the Standing Rock Indian Reservation protests. Um, I met my friend um, about three and a half years ago when I was in Minneapolis, and um, today I'm just going to kind of tell the backstory of. Um, what I was doing with the poetry angle, as well as um, open the door for me to just kind of tell a little bit about myself first. Um, I want to kind of start this kind of slow so that um, you as the audience can get to know me a little better, um, know know, who I am and uh, where I'm coming from um, and all this just to kind of lay the foundation as well as, you know, open the door to actually for the first time ever, um, starting to do some readings of the, uh, things that I did write in books, but, um, never really took the time to create, um, you know, audio recordings of readings of those poems. So I'm actually really excited about that because sometimes when you write something, um, it can be particularly poetry. Um, it can be really um, emotionally taxing and intense just because you're going through the act of creating something very um, personal, intimate, um, as well as, you know, historical and social. Um, and in the case of my experiences, storytelling that I did around Standing Rock, um, deeply related to very, very um, hard issues around things like historical trauma, environmental degradation, legal issues around um, police violence, and things like that that are just really, at the core, just intense. And so I, I chose poetry as, a, as an avenue and as a vehicle because I have a voice in that and it's my my perspective, you know. I, I tried to, um, as much as possible in my writing, stick to my own voice 
as much as possible. So the things that I wrote, you know, these are my perspectives and it offers an opportunity um, or this podcast offers me an opportunity to go back through that content to um, take another stab at these issues. And I, I've got some perspective now that I you know, didn't have back then that, um, you know, in the moment of writing something, say, um, you know, a couple of years ago, I may have an entirely different perspective on these words. And um, so I'm kind of excited in a way to, um, to do these readings because, um, you know, I could do things like read them to my friends. Um, interviews could be things like, you know, be like, hey, what do you think about this poem? And um, does anything about this poem that I am reading to you uh, spark anything in you that you know, maybe relates to something you've gone through, right? So I, I can see this poetry angle as kind of like an on-ramp to conversation as well as an avenue and a vehicle for relating to people on these deep levels about stuff that, I mean, it's just not easy to talk about certain things that happened to you personally or, or the things that we saw collectively, um, the things that went down at Standing Rock and before and after, um, the lead up to, the follow up and, um, and the during, because really at the end of the day, um, it's a modern oral history that remains to be told predominantly. Um, a lot of the things that happen out there are, um, you know, still uh, somewhat controversial, right? So, um, in many ways, um, doing this will help to um, maybe provide a historical perspective, albeit modern historical perspective, on the events there, and maybe actually provide some healing because a lot of the things that came up there are fundamentally unresolved in our nation. Um, the, uh, the protests were violently suppressed by, um, by the powers that be with a really a full-scale um, paramilitary you know, um, response. And so the, the thing is that everyone has their own version of what um, or why they came there and um, the things that you know, didn't happen in terms of healing and so forth. I mean, this relates not only to myself, it relates to everybody that has a skin in the game, so to speak, when it comes to Native American um, sovereignty, issues around land, um, colonial, tri uh, colonial uh, trauma, historical trauma, personal trauma, um, economic trauma, you name it. You know, so, okay, that, I'll just say that. Um, next is, you know, kind of where I'm coming from. I'll just give a little background, keep it brief. Um, so, I spent the first bit of my adult life um, training to be a chemist. So, I've got a background in science. Um, I pursued um, undergraduate and graduate studies, um, completing a PhD from UC Berkeley in chemistry. So I have a background in organic chemistry and uh, biology, biochemistry particularly. Um, that'll come into play later um, in terms of certain things. But basically the bottom line is um, I, uh, I got uh, interested slowly over the time that I was studying chemistry in 
a more human perspective on things that um, go beyond the bounds of traditional science. We'll just leave it at that. Um, and I had my own um, falling out with the system, so to speak, um, in a way about 10 years ago. Um, I was uh, taken into custody by the MIT police during my postdoc during the year that followed my PhD studies um, for um, what was later diagnosed as um, bipolar disorder, which is a mental illness that um, clinically is diagnosed for people that go through um, depression and what's called mania, which basically means you are um, not sleeping, your thoughts are kind of disordered, and um, you're basically just at a heightened state of awareness and so what that means is you um, you end up acting out of bounds of sort of quote normal uh, you know behavior and um, I made some posts on Facebook that made my um, professor at that time uh, kind of vigilant and you know she intervened and um, I don't entirely blame her for that in fact I really don't actually have a lot of the animosity at this point I've got about a decade of perspective on what happened and I've been able to build out in my 30s, so I'm 39, in my 30s, an alternative route, albeit a very personal route, from science to art. So um, I was able to um, develop as a poet, actually, and I pursued things like photography. I did a little bit of painting here and there, dabbled in that. But uh, basically just took up the arts. And um, again, like I said, poetry is my main venue for stuff, but um, for doing that. So when I would write a poem, which I'm not going to read one in this episode because I just want to keep it brief, introduce stuff and whatever. But when I do write a poem, I, um, you know, maybe I draw on certain things like um, ideas from science. Like I have certain poems on climate change or... I've got certain things about the sun or um, my DNA or, you know, how that relates to my lineage. Things like that that, um, you know, are um, both scientific and artistic. So um, I, don't, I don't really pull any punches, so to speak, in my content. And so as a result, it's, you know, it's actually very valid to go back through this stuff because I have a, a lot of things I wrote that um, are pretty complicated, actually. And need to be unpacked um, and explained in ways that you just can't get from just reading it off the page, right? So, okay, um, there's that. As well as um, about eight years ago, I pursued um, for about a year um, formal uh, religious studies in uh, Christian theology at Princeton Theological Seminary. I took about a year... Um, of time to um, get a basic understanding of Hebrew Bible, Hebrew itself, like the language, as well as a full Bible history um, and uh, theology set of classes. And then from there, I ended up spending about seven years um, in um, service to people in different forms of ministry, one form or the other. And so I wanted to mention that because... Um, I do actually address certain things that are um, Christian in my poetry, so I have that. However, um, 
my father is actually Muslim, so I've got kind of like a mixture of stuff in the words that I use in some of my poems. So I want to mention that just as as a side as a side and as you know as just an introduction to be like a bridge. You know, it's like kind of that's maybe my spiritual path in a way or where I started 10 years ago. Some of that's changed, some of it hasn't, but I just want to give that as a background. So, I mean, I can I can read you, you know, poems that talk about certain characters in the Bible. And when I talk about them, I I use them more literary in, in style rather than uh, religious. So, for example, you know, someone like, uh, say, King David, right? Um, I might look at him as like a character in a story and um, and not so much as a prophet or as a, a religious figure. Just, just I want to say that up front um, so that uh, you guys can kind of understand that angle um, and not misunderstand some stuff that's going to come later. Okay, but um, uh, that um, that just also sets up the foundation and the stage for the poetry because, I mean, some of the most beautiful poems you can find in the Bible in one format or the other. And so, you know, I just think it's sometimes an easy thing for me to kind of draw on, you know, because, I mean, that is, you know, that is the path for a lot of people, not everybody, but, um, I mean, I, I couldn't find it helpful. And so... I don't, I don't actually, um, you know, I'm not going to hide that. And I just want to be upfront about that. So, all right. Okay. There's that. Um, as well as, um, what's to be expected in terms of the next, uh, couple episodes. So, um, where I'm at in terms of this is, um, I am putting the finishing touches on setting up my car to travel for recording not only episodes of this podcast with um, my friend up in Minnesota, but I've got a series of people that I'm going to visit on the road um, over the next chunk of time. I don't want to specify it because it's, you know, I don't want to put like deadlines on this. You can't rush this stuff. Um, Let's just say I've got a, a friend in Oklahoma from Standing Rock that I've been about doing some interviews um i've got uh, a deep relationship with the native american suicide prevention program and pine ridge indian reservation out in uh, south dakota that um i was reached out to recently um for various reasons so i want to go there so um i've got maybe three different um irons in the fire regarding possible interviews and stuff so um i'm trying to come up with a budget for like you know gas money and food and camping and even just mundane things like packing clothes you know all this stuff you've got to plan it out carefully um and uh if you're going to produce good content because you know everything costs money and um you just got to be careful to be able to pull the job off and blah, blah, blah. So, um, yeah. But uh, that said, um, in terms of other avenues for distribution for this content, um, I'm going to be using a series of other platforms, um, social media, blogging, and uh, video platforms 
that um, I have, in one form or the other, built up a following on. So I'll mention them here briefly. Uh, Facebook is pretty much where a lot of the Standing Rock stuff goes on these t to this day. A lot of Native Americans focus on that platform. Um, Twitter, a little bit. Um, Instagram, I'm a pretty heavy user of Instagram. I like the format, pictures, photography. Um, I'm on an app called Dayflash, which is an iOS-only app. Um, that's a more recent photography sharing app, but I like it. It's got a different reach. It's way more co um, content producer-focused, but in many ways, it's superior to Instagram in terms of reach and just quality of content. So um, some of that content that I'll share probably will be on that platform, though because it's not on Android, I maybe will not use it as much in the short term. Um, LinkedIn, I'm heavily a user of LinkedIn. I've got maybe, you know, eight, 900 people directly connected on that platform and maybe maybe like 14 or 1500 people that follow me. Um, I use LinkedIn a lot for writing articles. Um, it has um, evolved a lot since what it, where it started. Um, it in many ways resembles the early Facebook in a lot of ways. If you can remember back there that far, um, it is a really, really, really high quality platform for writing and um, reach to people in the professional world. It's kind of like the Facebook or the professional world. And so um, people use it for job searches and th things like that and to talk about issues like uh, professional culture and it was heavily used, like, for example, the Me Too movement recently, talking about things like um, the treatment of women in the workplace. So it's actually evolving into a platform where social justice issues can be addressed. And I think it's actually a good platform for me to, um, to use because there is that reach. And a lot of people these days are tuning into things like, you know, issue deeper issues around police brutality and... I mean, the Black Lives Matter protests, I'm not going to directly address those in this podcast so much, but it's going to be hard to avoid it, um, largely because it is a parallel um, initiative and it directly relates to police violence. So it's going to be hard to ignore it. But at the same time, um, a lot of what I want to tell is a story that's more focused on the Native American side of things and... That's a, a less popular um, storytelling avenue at this point on the pulse of social media by and large, largely because a lot of the things that go on in Native American culture are outside big cities. You know, um, people are living on um, reservation land and it's a lot more rural. So you may have the exact same um, fundamental issues, things like just police brutality and misappropriation of force and um, things like that. But um, the artillery of things like mainstream media, um, the kind of neighborhood even, the topology, the landscape, I mean, it's really different. So in many ways, I want to create a kind of distinction here between the current Black Lives Matter protests and the conversations around that and what I'm trying to tell here 
in terms of stories that actually predate in many ways um, some of the things that have happened more recently around big cases like the things that happened in Georgia with Ahmed Aubrey, George Floyd up in Minnesota, Minneapolis. I mean, these are just two examples. Breonna Taylor, um, things like that, cases like that, where, um, you know, I don't directly have as much connection to um, storytellers and cases, and I haven't followed cases deeply to be able to be able to have any say as an ally because I mean I, that's what I am at the end of the day I am white I have privilege I've got a good education I've got money you know and so um, creating um, a distinction and being clear about that up front is is a is a strong asset for the overall um, success of this podcast because you know, you want to be clear about that, those kinds of things. If you're going to start doing some really sensitive stuff like talking about these issues at any depth. Um, but that said, I mean, another angle that I think hasn't really been talked about very much in the media is that of the um, mental illness and police brutality issue. Uh, people have mental illnesses, right? We talk about that somewhat in these things, but it's predominantly not talked about in a lot of ways. So um, people that have mental illnesses, they, um, they suffer, you know? And there's a lot of overlap here with the kinds of things that people go through in um, African-American and Native American culture. I mean, things like trauma, right? They're shared for different reasons, you know? And so... Um, and, but at the same time, at the same time, police get involved a lot in ways they really fundamentally should not. So there is um, that is an uncharted territory in a lot of ways um, when it comes to stuff like this. So, and that's really where I've got a lot of storytelling to tell myself because I mean I've been in the hospital, mental hospital, over ten times. Um, I do take medication. I do um, take therapy, and man, I've got I've got stories too. I, I don't want to, um, you know, have them all up front at the beginning. But I've got my own version of this whole narrative, and uh, I've seen some shit too. Just keep that there. Let's keep it simple. Um, all right. As well as um, I've got a WordPress blog that has got a lot of my poetry writing on it. Um, YouTube, I've um, set up multiple YouTube accounts. I've got a bunch of videos on these accounts that document um, different things that I did and the traveling for like the last six years, five years, whatever, that um, I might now and then uh, reference or draw upon, providing link and links to the podcast episodes. Um, you know, explain what these links are. Um, try to, um, you know, provide them more as references at this point. Uh, but, you know, if they are relevant to the conversation, um, then I will by all means provide that um, as just a, even just a historical piece of data to kind of document. I mean, they are documentation of certain things that happen that I just can't explain. You just have to kind of watch the videos or whatever. Um, 
Vimeo is another one. Um, it's a high-end uh, video sharing site that um, you can host videos on. Um, way less ads than YouTube. Um, it's less censored in a lot of ways. And it's better for filmmaking. So I may actually be using that more because I'm getting disappointed with the amount of ads that are showing up on YouTube recently. Um, Spotify is maybe the, the last one I'll mention. Um, the, these podcast episodes get hosted on Spotify, um, or they're published to Spotify. I'm using this app called Anchor right now to um, you know record this, but um, Spotify is a great platform for podcasts. It's an amazing app. Um, you know, you can just like tune in on your phone to content um, and just listen to stuff just like you used to be able to turn in like the old radio shows and stuff so I mean really Spotify is quickly turning into the uh, go-to source for a lot of people for um, in-depth coverage of stuff that um, yeah I mean the podcast format itself is amazing because um, it's a long it's a long format I mean meaning um, you know an interview could go on for five, six hours. And because of the nature of the format, um, because it's audio only, because you can pause it, come back to certain, you know, parts of the, of the audio file. Um, it's perfect for long-term narrative development and storytelling interviews and so forth in, uh, unlike any other format. And so, uh, the way I'm going to use it is I have a lot of writing that I've done personally on my blog um, as well as self-published books of poetry. But um, the way that the podcast format is really set up, it's set up in a way that is amenable to, um, you know, reading, reading, writing, right? And um, it's hard to read sometimes on a screen, but it's a lot easier to listen to like an audio file. So, um, you know, things like just look at it, maybe in certain ways, certain sections of this podcast may end up sounding more like an audio book and less like, you know, interviews and so forth. But that's not bad, you know. It's just maybe actually it's a strength of the format. Okay, so last bit, I'm earing on uh, 30 minutes, so I want to keep this first episode kind of short. Last bit is... Um, I'm going to be talking about maps and um, a lot of the things that I'm going to discuss um, really relate fundamentally to nature itself. Um, you know, uh, so things like land resources, um, you know, bodies of water, fields, forests, deserts. Um, I mean, just American landscape itself. And so... Um, there is going to be a need at some point to talk about data around things like, you know, uh, I don't know, like a map of um, cannabis growth that my friend wants to grow or water pollution from something like the oil pipeline project, right? These are, um, these are things that, you know, I... Um, I think could be really well presented on, on maps of different kinds. So I actually have access to a software called the Esri software. It's uh, basically a, a mapping tool and um, it's a super impressive piece of software that you can use in different ways to um, map data in 
really, really beautiful ways that can provide insight about land. So that's also something I'm going to be pursuing um, as well because it'll be a part of the story. You know, just leave it at that. All right. um, Last thing before I tune off is um, things like ads and revenue generation as well as um, you know, more of a business side. So the way I'm going to approach this is I think that, um, at the beginning, I'm not going to run any kind of ads or even talk about the finances. I just want to get <laughs> some stuff up here. However, long, longer term, um, I want to be, you know, promoting, um, uh, economic support for, not only myself, but for my friends that are, you know, taking the time out to um, to do things like interviews and so forth. Maybe um, these my friends um, have you know like uh, their own products or their own dreams financially. Maybe that are unexplored, right? So there's a whole avenue to this that's fun because. Um, you know, in the pursuit of an independent narrative development and um, supporting that financially, maybe entirely new business kind of um, angles can be approached. Things like, you know, cannabis, um, indigenous cannabis production or, um, you know, uh, T-shirts or music or, um, you know, audio files. All these artists that have yet to be discovered, rappers, I mean, whatever, there's so much stuff that um, has remained to be discovered um, because, quite frankly, it's hard to think about that kind of stuff when you're just doing treading water, so to speak. Um, and so I think that one of the fun things long-term about this will be, I mean, um, me personally marketing my poetry books. You know, I mean... It's going to be um, very rewarding to say, hey, you know, go here to buy these books and, you know, $25.95 or whatever. And be like, hey, I'm um, pursuing, uh, you know, a book contract maybe down the road. I don't know. Hey, you know, here's an agent. You know, what do you think about this? So, I mean, there's just that aspect to all this. Um as well as, you know, other things like maybe, you know, a Netflix documentary. You know, there's a lot of really um, interesting developments recently in media that um, are just open doors for a lot of stuff. And people right now these days are thirsty for content. Um, they're screaming for a new world. They're observing the old world dying away quickly. I mean, we're uh, about six months into a pandemic, going on seven, eight, nine months. Um, I mean, fucking everything has changed, and people are just scared. So, um, you know, content like this can um, provide maybe even just an ounce of hope. Um, Someone is maybe struggling with something um, for whatever reasons, uh, mentally alone, and they can tune into this and be like, hey, you know, I um, I find something in here that um, uh, gives me something kind of hope and um, I don't feel so alone 
you know, maybe even just for one night. So, but uh, for that, um, I going to mention one last thing, and then I'm going to do an entire new episode on that. Um, so my friend today, he shared with me a video of um, an inter- encounter he had with a police officer back in May, um, and um, he, uh, he uh, provided this body cam video about four and a half minutes long, and I watched it about five, six, seven times today, and I'm just so angry <laughs> I'll just be blunt I'm angry and I'm I um, I'm um, recording this podcast tonight because I want to just get started on being solution oriented as an antidote to the anger um, because man this stuff has just got to stop um, you've got a man, my friend, riding a bicycle, home, he's unarmed, just a humble guy, bicycle in the in the countryside. Man, he just leave the guy alone, let him ride home. I don't care what he did, doesn't deserve to be treated the way he was treated in that video or what he encountered. Because god damn it, he's a human being. And at the very least, we've got to stop doing this shit, okay? So I'm not going to get too much into what I saw in that video, because that's going to be for another episode. But I just want to mention my own take on this first and foremost, from my perspective. I have faced police brutality because of my mental illness issues. So I've faced... Not the same degree of the things I've, I've never been tased, but I have faced brutal tactics by police. Um, damage to my life that cost years of my life, livelihood, hundreds of thousands of dollars of lost income, just a lot of stuff. And um, I mean, I pursued poetry because I needed. I needed years to process something, some of the things that happened to me. So I can only uh, begin to try to empathize with my friend. You know? And then the last thing before I go is, you know, just 2020 has turned out to be a rough year, but I'll leave people with this thought. You've got to break some eggs to make an omelet, okay? And you're going to have to get rid of the old system to make something fundamentally new. So this is actually a great time right now to step back from a short-sighted version of things that are going on right now I mean, we're going through an election cycle. Um, I'm not going to talk about that too much. But I'll just say this. <laughs> it doesn't matter who I vote for. Working on this podcast 
is going to be about a million times more effective politically, personally, than anything else I can do. Because directly my words that I say to this app, in terms of recording the audio, they're going to affect political stuff on a grassroots level. And at the same time, the reach of this podcast potentially is global. And that's cool, right? That's uncharted territory for me. And I'm excited about that. And I want to share that with my friends. I want to open the opportunity to share the ways that I've learned to use social media and other platforms of new media to open the landscape up a little bit beyond Facebook. Because Facebook at this point is only one of a large landscape of products that provide um, different ways of telling stories. And each of these platforms is complicated in its own way. And there's, uh, there's its own set of rules, of formats, of uh, followers and ads and all that. So it's, it's actually a really, really complicated thing, you know. And so you have to kind of be shown the rope <clears throat> so to speak and um, in certain cases you know have access to certain software and training and all that stuff so I mean it's just it's not it's not easy right I mean so that's the reasons why um, stories get stagnant on certain platforms and so I hope that um, by pursuing different avenues angles podcasts videos, whatever, that we can um, break through that stagnation and offer um, some breakthroughs in terms of reach and um, accessibility um, going to not only just a national audience, but an international audience, putting the uh, story of the Native American peoples, all the complexity, all the history to an international audience even. All that's possible. Okay. So, anyhow, um, we're at 38 minutes. So, signing off, um, Kaya Herbal. Um, and like I said, um, this is going to be something that's going to develop over time. But um, it's going to be very sustained because I'm very invested in this at, at this point. And I know my friends are too. So, um, all right. Have a good night. Bye.